A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. As we recently just celebrated Mother's Day, I wanted to have an episode where we talk about great moms that are killing it in the game. As moms, we are there for our kids, keeping up with household chores. Some of us are working moms, some of us are crushing goals, building generational wealth, and healing traumas. And for some moms, we're creating safe spaces. Which brings us to today's episode with our guest, Tanya Hales, creator of BMC, Black Moms Connection. So on today's episode, we will discuss this safe space and organization specifically for Black mothers. I hope this episode provides you with insight and sparks discussion. This is A Shot of Melanin. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of A Shot of Melanin. We've got a special guest for our Mother's Day episode. I'm going to let our guest introduce herself a little bit. So take the floor, my guest. Hi, my name is Beyonce. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, hi, everybody. My name is Tanya Hales. I am the founder of Black Moms Connection, an online global village of almost 30,000 Black moms. And national nonprofit organization in Canada. Perfect. So basically today I wanted to kind of talk about mothers, whether it is in the realm of starting up an organization, a business, whatever the case may be. And I thought who would be better to have this episode but Tanya herself. I am actually a mother myself. I'm a mother of two. Mm -hmm. And so I found BMC. I think somebody added me into the group. And I was like, what is this BMC? Please, Tanya, please explain to me. Where did Black Moms co- uh, Connection come from? Like, where did you get the idea? Yeah. So my son was two. Uh, so this was a, a, a few years ago. He's now nine. And I was at a splash pad with him and someone's hat. And I was like, do they make sunscreen for black skin and like most moms my age my era uh I was like 
I'm in a whole bunch of mom groups online, but not very diverse spaces, we'll say, to, to right. keep it polite. And I wanted to be able to ask very Black questions and get very Black answers because there are things that are very specific to us as Black women that we face in our motherhood journey. So I asked 12 of my friends if I created this thing, would you join? And they said yes. And it was originally Black Moms Network. And it's and not a lot of people know that. And the reason why we changed it is because then the moms who did find it, they were just promoting their businesses. And, you know, like the club after the club, when you come out and there's like flyers all over the parking lot that have been put on the cars yeah. while we were all partying, that's what it became. And I was like, I don't want this. So I changed okay. it to, to connection because I wanted it to be very intentionally about connecting with other Black mothers. So that was January 2015, and the rest is history. Wow. Now, when you created it, was was your original vision for the group, did you ever imagine it would get to the level that it is now? Because you are, you've got followers from all over the globe. <laughs> like... All over. <laughs> yes. Uh, did I envision? Absolutely not. No, I started it so that I, um, on top of connecting with other Black mothers, you know, could build out my own village. I'm a single parent and wanted to be able to just find other moms that I could just connect with. Also, fun fact, when I was thinking about it and doing my research and, and, and starting it, I originally was going to create a space for Black single mothers. So it's like, mm. I'm one. Let me create something for us. And I was in another group at the time for single moms. And I just found it so heavy all the time. Because, of course, the biggest source of frustration is a lack of co-parent or active co-parent. Right. And I'm like, there's more to motherhood than that. And there's more to Black motherhood than that. I know that that is the lived experience for many. Um, but I didn't want that to be my day to day right? I'm very mindful of what I ingest online. So I was just like, no, let me just make it for all moms. And again, ironically enough, see, I'm dropping all sorts of secrets that no one knows. Um, <laughs> it was originally supposed to be Canadian only because so many things online that are Black focused are US based. And I wanted to literally be able to pick up and visit this new friend of mine that I made in this space. Um, but that's not how the internet works. And so in 2016, we went from 400 to 4,000 in two months. And I was like, wow. what, what, what is happening? And it was the time around Trayvon Martin getting killed and Black Lives Matter beginning in the U.S. And, and moms just needed a space to be like, I'm afraid. This is shitty. This I'm scared. You know, all these things for myself, for my son, for my husband and not be told they're playing the race card and that all lives matter and all the other microaggressions and not so microaggressions that we get in spaces where we are not the majority. So that's where our huge first spike came from. And that's when I knew I was like, oh, this is this is a thing. Oh, okay. Um, never foresaw it getting that big at that time. I never foresaw it continuing to grow um, over the past, you know, five, six years. Uh, and having chapters in Asia and Atlanta and Alberta and New York and Peel and all sorts of other places. We've got nine chapters right now. And, you know, moms who are connected 
by, you know, the thread that is black motherhood and it's beautiful to see. And I love when people utilize the space and they get the support and their sisters just wrap them up and say, you know, we here, we got you, you, you have a date night. Okay. Here's what you should wear. Um, mm. you know, no, that's just a heat rash. You don't have to worry about it. Every baby has fallen off the bed. You are not the first. You will not be the last. <laughs> the last. Listen, you know, like there's so many things. And some people might be listening like, oh, every mom goes through this. Yes, there are certain things that every mom goes through, but not every mom has to deal with their children being called the N-word at five or right. being followed in a store and being, you know, carted on the streets. That is not an every motherhood experience. So that is why we exist and continue to grow. What I particularly like about it is when I first got into the group, I just had my daughter. I know nothing about motherhood. I had just moved to a city that I had known nobody. I'm originally from Montreal and I moved here with a, she was maybe a couple weeks old and you know, there are things that you don't know about motherhood. And I have to be honest, if it wasn't for Black Mom Connection, I wouldn't know things were normal. Mm-hmm. Um, or, you know, for example, as you mentioned, falling off of the bed or the changing table. It happens. Every so <laughs> every single one. And the ones who said, this has never happened to me. I'm just like, something else has. You've left yes, them in the car. They got a scratch because your nails were too long. Something. You have injured your child in some way, shape, or form. (laughs) And that is a right of parenthood. You feel terrible. You hopefully don't have to go to a hospital or a walk-in clinic because of it. But there's so many things about parenthood that are not discussed. Uh, And everyone feels like, oh, that just happened to me. So when that happens and a mom is brave enough to share that in the group, and then the moms are able to say, oh, girl, this happened to me. And they're fine. He's a PhD now. Like, you know, <laughs> it's like, you didn't ruin his brain forever. Uh, that's the encouragement that we need, especially when you're a new mom and you're like, I don't know what I'm doing. There's no book. There's tons of books, but there's no book, if that makes sense. That makes complete sense because you know the amount of books I've got after <laughs> I had my daughter and I'm like, this still doesn't answer my questions because some of them won't answer your yes. questions. You really need to ask people who've been in the situation of what was your experience? And I think that's what I like. It's also a sense of community. Um, we could all come together as black women, um, you know, and, you know, sometimes you can expect to get a little bit of side eye a couple of times. <laughs> So how do you deal with being such a big community and, you know, everybody's there for each other, but also having to deal with the criticism of those people who are in the group? Like, how do you kind of maneuver through it or people are telling you how to better deal with, no, how to better um, manage BMC? How do you deal with that? Well, I tell them that, first of all, managing BMC is like herding cats or sheep. So they can't tell me anything about managing BMC, A, that I don't already know, that I haven't already tried, or that I'm not already doing, because it is mm-hmm. not for the faint of heart, and they could not do it, <laughs> just to be really clear. Uh, this is where I do my shout out of my admin team, my, my ninjas. They are mm. the Dora Milaje of BMC They're the ones going to the profiles and doing the approvals. They're the ones looking at your posts before they hit send or decline. 
you know, they're the ones doing that tireless, thankless, unpaid work to keep BMC a safe space. I think one of the things that's really important is this. No group is a monolith, even ours. We have people from all over the world, which means people with varying political, religious, geographical, cultural upbringings, thoughts, and feelings about topics. Do we tend to lean one way on a particular topic or on a few particular topics worldwide as a conglomerate? Yes. There's going to be people who don't lean, they go against the wave. And then the thing about going against the wave is, yes, it's a safe space for everybody. And then those who, sometimes they're doing it for antagonistic sake. And I'm just like, I'm not going to protect you when you are deliberately trying to um, set yourself up as the villain here. But say it's about discipline and you come out and you say, I loudly and proudly spank my children. You have to be prepared for what happens when you say that. It is, it's not me saying it's not a safe space for dissent. And it's, I'm just like, I cannot censor everybody. And I can't yeah. also help people formulate their opinions. I'm just like, if you say that that's something that you want to do and you stand by it, then cool. But you cannot expect everybody to say like, oh yeah, me too, sis. Because at the end of the day, it is still the internet. And it is not entirely safe because these are strangers. And strangers do things like take screenshots and go into your profile to see what kind of mom you are and judge you and stuff like that. Like, despite us all sharing Black motherhood has a commonality, we do also have um, differences and and judgments we are still human that's what we do to each other but we draw lines on specific things right we don't allow for any type of discrimination against the lgbtq plus uh communities you know we are not there for uh the discrimination against any other bipoc communities so it is really important for us to and and we're really loud about that and really swift and we manage it in our own ways uh you know and i've seen so much change on how facebook allows admins to manage their groups they poured a lot because it's what's keeping people right. on facebook um right. and so it's just like now being able to put people in a timeout when they're getting too unruly or shutting a post down automatically if it's gotten too many comments in a short period of time or, you know, being able to delete someone, all of their posts and, you know, all sorts of things with one fell swoop versus me having to go and manually do that. Those are really right. important tools for us keeping the safe space and or the space safe, I should say. Is it perfect? Absolutely not. You know why? Because all this is done by people who are moms, employees, employers, daughters, sisters, aunties taking care of their mm -hmm. parents, potentially taking care of themselves for free. So the grace yeah. that is needed for what we've been able to build in six years and keep the majority of people, I like to think, happy and engaged and entertained and educated, the few who haven't liked us, they left. People tried to like start their own BMC group. We're a BMC group for everybody. I'm like, okay, sis. You know, um, 
you know, you can start something in anger. It's a firework. It's going to dissipate into the sky. And then what? You did all of that for nothing. Um, I'm not worried about those people because I'm just like, I have a brand. BMC is a brand. Uh, It is a media source. It is why some people keep their Facebook page altogether. And um, yeah, we center the moms. I don't center myself. It's not about me or my ego or my wallet. It definitely is not about my wallet. I don't get paid. But um, it's about making sure that the moms have a place that they can ask their questions and get their answers. That's, that's good. Because I think definitely as Black mothers, we need that. And so I was just kind of thinking, how did you go from just a Facebook to now a non Non for profit. Yeah. How did you decide to go from okay Facebook outside of Facebook? Let's do something else outside of it. Yes. Well, easily because I have a background in nonprofit and charitable work. I've worked for Big Brothers Big Sisters, Juvenile Diabetes Research Foundation. I know that funders are not going to fund a Facebook group. <laughs> if I want to mm. do anything tangible, I have to make it something that they can fund. So, and that was the thing. I was seeing the conversations happening and seeing the same questions come up. And I'm like, I want to have a conference. In in my pre-pandemic life, I had my own event planning agency and did event planning for 15 years. So I was just like, I don't want to pay for it. And I don't want to ask the moms to pay for it. So who's going to pay for this? And so it needed to be an organization in order to get the money to pay for the things that will help the moms. And, and that, that was the reason for it and continues to be. And, you know, we have gotten ourselves into amazing spaces and collaborated with amazing partners, government level, corporate level, uh, you know, other organizations, charitable nonprofits to always, again, benefit the moms. People come to me and, oh, share this and do this. And they want to use the labor of what I've built over the past five, six years, the blood, sweat, and tears to just post something. I'm like, first of all, that's still labor, labor and time. Um, also, that's not free. And yep. also, just because you're Black doesn't mean that I have to post your book, product, service, business. What is right. the benefit to the moms? Right. That's like, true. ask yourself that question before you pitch us. What is the benefit to the moms? Because it's not, yeah. if it's it's not going to help help them parent better, help them raise their babies better, uh, you know, it's just a product or service that you're trying to sell. That's not a benefit to them. That's of interest. No. That's not a benefit. Right. Benefit. So, for example, one of the things that I find is a benefit is that you talk about financial literacy program, which has been lit you. Mm-hmm. Talk to me about where this idea came from and what is the goal for Finlit U? To take over the world. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so Finlit U was born because August 2017, we held our first conference. It was a full day. It was devoted to Black motherhood. We talked about navigating the education system. We talked about parenting children with special needs. Um, what else did we talk about that day? A whole bunch of things. And we had Mm -hmm. two sessions on financial literacy. And one, the afternoon session took place at the same time as something else. So we had two floors of a building and there was one session on the main stage and one set in the financial literacy session was in the basement. I went downstairs 
the room, I thought the room was going to collapse because there was people outside the room, people like along the walls. I was just like, oh, well, I really should have switched this, but you know, it's kind of too late for that. But this, the room was hot. It was also August. I'm just like, woo, it's 900 degrees in here. Uh, so I was like, all right, well, that's, that tells me something. And so we made Finlet Summit March 2018 to be a full day of financial literacy learning. And the root of everything that we do is making it culturally relevant. It has to be Black professionals doing the facilitations of all of our conversations. Why? Because we know that there's cultural nuances and things that only we experience or only we get and understand as a community. And you are going to learn differently from people who look like you. It's going to resonate. They're going to tell a a joke that is very Black, and you're going to laugh and remember that when you're leaving this financial literacy. But financial literacy is not sexy. It's not exciting. It's not entertaining. You know, it can be mundane. It can be boring. But woo, if you have the great, if you have a right speaker who's able to infuse their Blackness and show up as their full self, which means how they present the information is going to be completely different. And how you receive the information is going to be completely different. Now you've left and now everybody's happy that, that, you know, and then that person calls up the, Oh, I saw you speak at Finlet. So now you have new clients and now a client has an advisor and now everybody, I'm just like, I have built an ecosystem of paying people and getting people paid. I'm just like, this is a win-win. This makes me happy. And so Finlet U was born out of Finlet summit because a 45 minute session on taxes or entrepreneurship is not enough. You get black people to go in, we could go all day. So we're like, oh, let's try and test out that theory. And and we submitted an application, it was approved, and we launched Finlit U January 2021. And we do, it's an eight-week masterclass. It's five hours on a Saturday, basically the entire day when you really think about it, by the time you're done. And the moms show up. And when we launched the application in at the end of 2020, the first 24 hours, we got almost 200 applicants. So I was like, oh, oh, this is the thing that the people want. But here's how we're able to do that. One, we have been putting in the work on financial literacy things since 2017. In, in small ways, right? Sometimes it's a session, sometimes it's a summit and people trust us and you can't buy that. You cannot yep. fake that either. And you also cannot take it for granted. And, and we, and we definitely don't on all three fronts. And so when, when we're doing anything related to financial literacy, our community is just like, get information five six seven eight let's go and apply because they know it's going to be built for them with them in mind um if it's in person it's going to have child care if it's not we're going to send you a virtual uber eats code so you can feed your children because they're going to be hungry because they're always hungry and you know we're going to have it be very black and very unique to you and now we have cohorts of women who a have an accountability group right the 11 women that they did this with went on this financial journey with 
are now their own little financial accountability group, which is really key and getting your financial goals off the ground. So someone holding you accountable, like, hey, sis, did you call the credit card company to ask about dropping your interest rate? No. Well, when are you going to do that? You know, and then when you do it, you have someone to celebrate that with. Oh my gosh, I called and I had a drop from like 20% to 14. That's a big job. And that's worth, that's worth celebrating. We have moms who bought their first property, their first investment property. They knocked out 20K in debt. They got their children into investing. Those are wins. Those are wins for our community. It's wins for our country. It's wins for BMC as an organization. Like I, again, did, what did that do for me? Tanya Hills. Uh, not, not much other than stress me out, but (laughs) am I so immensely proud of just sitting and paying attention and then giving the people what they need? Yes. Because that's essentially over Finn Litch, you're helping them with, um, establishing general generational wealth. Yes. So they're learning about, you know, and trust me, I think when it comes to financial literacy, that is not something that a lot of black people have access to mm-hmm. or information on. Whereas maybe people from other backgrounds may have known that way back when yep. some of them are learning them just now, yep. or some of them are just getting access to some of them just now. So I think that's, that's great that we have a uh, fin, um, the fin lit you, which is, um, I, when I saw it on the Facebook page, I thought that was that was great because it was definitely going to help women, especially because some women may also be single moms like yourself, and this could really help them move forward. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was great. Um, can you talk about the financial support grant that you have available for Black moms and how our mom listeners can potentially maybe apply? Yeah, so how that came about it's always been something that I wanted to do and I was just like who is going to fund it (laughs) that's always Mm -hmm. my biggest question because you know people let me go backwards when I first hit 5k in members and was like oh my gosh 5,000 moms that's so much what are you going to do how are you going to monetize it how are you going to monetize it and I'm like guys I didn't start it to monetize it and I still have that mentality right there's I'm sure a ton of people who are just like oh my gosh but there's so many opportunities I'm just like yes but that's what people have come to expect that Mm -hmm. they're at some point in time going to be monetized and become the product and they're not as much as I possibly can right um and so when it came to the financial grant the emergency grant I was just like I want to be able to again I'm all about the tangibles you leave our, our conferences, you're leaving with apps to download, books to buy, people to follow, notes, notes on notes, uh, right. and tangibles in other ways. Could I have tried to partner with a store to get gift cards and this, that, the other? I'm just like, sure. Or you know what will always rule everything around us? Money. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I think um, that was the impetus for it. And then Gratefully, uh, L'Oreal, they have a program, Women of Worth, where they uh, honor, I think it's about 10 women who are volunteers. So specifically, like not paid executive directors of nonprofit organizations and grassroots organizations across the country. It is a worldwide program. L'Oreal everywhere has their own version of this. And I was a recipient of that in 2020. 
the last thing I did before the world closed was the gala. And uh, it comes with a $10,000 donation. So that check became the funding seed for our financial grant and felt it was a really beautiful way to keep the mission of what women of worth even meant. You know, L'Oreal's logo or slogan is because you're worth it. And and so many times, you know, the only way to get some cash is to do something that is below your worth. Go to a cash checking place, sell something that you don't want to sell, ask someone that you don't really want to ask, but you're really desperate. Um, And we don't do a lot of vetting. We try to make everything as low barrier as possible. I'm like, apply, give us some information. We're going to look at it. And I'm going to say, what's your EMT for the U.S. moms? What's your PayPal? What's your Mm. Western Union? And Mm. here's $200. I don't need receipts. I don't care what you used it for. Because you you applied because you needed it. And some way, somewhere down the road, two years, five years from now, they're going to remember that kindness and do something for other people. Could be for BMC or could be for just somebody else. Um, Everybody needs help at some point in time. And this is before the global pandemic. Okay. Right. We launched, we, I got the award. The gala was in, in, in March, 2020. And I was just like, all right, well, we're going to launch this thing. And then I was just like, oh snap, people need the monies. (laughs) And, uh, then we launched our second one as we saw that this thing was not going away and we're stuck in the house and can't work and can't do things. Uh, so we launched BMC rent bank uh with the generous um seed money from Bank of Montreal BMO and that was deliberately targeting Canadian moms who needed help with their rent or their mortgage and the reason i mean it's called rent bank because it's catchier than like rental mortgage support or something like that <laughs> but i'm very deliberate in saying rent or mortgage because a lot of times when people already own a house it's assumed automatically they have a lot of wealth and that they don't mm. have struggles. And I'm like, mm. uh, that's not true. Especially in yeah. a pandemic. You know, your your one partner all of a sudden went from six figures to zero income in a global pandemic. Yeah. You know what you're going to need to still pay your mortgage? And yeah. so I'll never forget it. I was making the payments. I went to a Scotiabank to make a payment. And I was just like, I'd like to pay someone's, make a payment to someone's mortgage. And the teller's like, what are you talking about? And so I'm like, I had to explain what BMC is and what I'm doing and it's legit and I have the monies and I'm like, here are the cash monies and I'm the founder and you can Google me and all sorts of things. And then she called over a manager and she called over somebody else and they're like, can you pay our mortgage? I'm just like, you were going to bank. No. Also, <laughs> I'm just like, I need you to focus. None of you women are black. So, you know, and was able to make that and they're just like, this is amazing. Oh my gosh, like, this is so beautiful. I'm just like, you know thanks it is yes and I love that I love writing those checks that's one of my favorite things ever and um and then at the end of 2021 Mm -hmm. I feel maybe perhaps I don't know it's all blur uh Unilever came on and then we had the Unilever wellness grant so it was um $250 for moms to use, you know, for anything wellness, you know, health, right. skincare, all the things that you're told you're not supposed to buy. 
Right. Because those are not emergency. You don't need lotion. Yes, I do. We're black. We need lotion. Lotion is an emergency. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Especially this winter. Listen, albums. Uh, and they gave it to us at the end of December and they're like, we need you to spend this $30,000 by the end of the year. I'm just like, guys, that's a lot of money to spend in a short period of time. I took that challenge on and I made most of it. I did like 85% of it before Christmas. Nice. And then the rest was done before New Year's and it required a lot. I was on IG live. I'm like, hey, y'all, this is me walking to BMC's bank, walking across the parking lot to my personal bank because I've capped out on the amount of EMTs that I can spend from CIBC. Mm-hmm. So let me go to RBC. I was, it was doing, listen, that was a very stressful time in, in Tanya's life. I'm like, next time I'm just writing <laughs> checks and everyone can just deal. But, um, yep. you know, so that year we gave out $45,000 in emergency. Wow. Like we gave money to moms to do the things that they needed to do buy Christmas gifts, buy, you know, bun and cheese. I, what I don't, whatever, I don't care what it is because it was something that you needed for you and your children. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Did you use it for yourself? I don't care if you got your nails done with it. That is still something for you. That's wellness. Mm. That's self-care. Is yeah. it an emergency? Not so much. But I'm just <laughs> like, I, I, I'm just like, I'm not going to focus too much on the, the people trying to do things for bad. So I'm just like, uh, 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 I don't, clearly, I don't have the time to focus on that. I'm going to do what I do for the people who said that they needed it, hope that they needed it, hope that it helps. And keep it moving because I have other things to do. To <laughs> do. 100%. Now, I remember in November, you had a wellness workshop call. You okay, mama? <laughs> Where you gathered a group of women to connect with and support each other. Now, we, me and my co-host, we love the concept of wellness workshop because women need more connections and supports to lift each other up. Now, can you share with us a bit about the day and if you plan on doing any more of those in the future (laughs) yes so you okay mama is a new bmc vertical as we like to call it uh clearly finlit we've been honing it and crafting it for a while you know we people know us for it we're known for it we're good good in the finlits (laughs) and then having a conversation with um my men team and i was just like what do moms need to be better moms? What kind of supports? Mm. We are never asked if we're okay. No one asks us if we're okay. So let's start there. And no one ever asks us what we need. And yes, the easy answer is money, money and time and sleep. Those are, that's the holy trinity of what a mom needs. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) So how can, what can we offer to moms 
in in a wellness and not just mental but just like emotional and spiritual and you know somewhat financial but not really because of course that's already kind of covered what can we offer the moms that will help them be better moms and so that's where you okay mama comes from and yeah so we did uh the wellness uh workshop we did a goal setting we have one coming up on may 1st uh, that'll right. be focused for uh, mom entrepreneurs specifically. Uh, I actually just spoke with a black therapist today and in, in terms of like scheduling out, um, you know, some ideas with her, which may or may not include, you know, group therapy sessions that, that moms can Hi. access for free. Uh, I had an idea and I put it in the group. I'm like, hey, y'all, if we had a workshop on learning how to cornrow, would you attend? And I was not expecting the response that I got, which was overwhelmingly yes. <laughs> and I was like, all right, well, so I said, I'm so glad my admin is also a black woman who's a mom. I'm like, I need you to research hair companies that'll send me styrofoam heads, how much they're going to cost and braiding hair go. <laughs> like that's the most random task <laughs> to be assigned, but because she's black and she gets, and she knows what we're, what we're trying to do. It's, it's not, super random and so that is going to be one of the things because we know in our community black hair is very personal to us and it's seen as a personal failure if you're a black woman who does not know how to do this and it's even harder if you have a daughter and you don't know how to do this because you you didn't learn from your mom or your mom didn't know or whatever it was so being able to do things like that that's a bonding experience that's a that's a communal experience You know, that's every Sunday you're going to be able to sit down with your daughters and do their hair and talk with them and learn about who they are as people and and watch them grow up between your your knees. You know, Um, one of my friends, uh, B. Kwame, she she'll post her her Sunday watch day chronicle. She's got two daughters. Woo! Listen, (laughs) shout out to all the the girl moms out there, because I. I don't got it. I, the way I would outsource that, the way I, you know, she, one of her, her eldest, uh, she did her hair and her, her eldest was not happy with the results. And so she's just like, all right, I got a wheel and come again. And, you know, and just how happy they are and how proud they are of their hair and thinking about how different that is just one generation later where so many of us grew up getting you know the hot comb pressed into our ears and yeah. you know um the relaxer and it's burning but you don't want to say that it's burning because you think the longer you keep it in the longer it's gonna the straighter it's gonna get and all these things to now like these these young girls being able to celebrate the hair that grows naturally out of their heads naturally that's right. a beautiful thing yeah. that is beautiful and now B is going to have all these videos with her daughters. Her daughters are going to grow up and watch it. Oh my gosh, we were so silly and this and the other, but they're going to see how much their mom poured into them when they were young, you know? And I, I love that. So like, that's one idea. Um, I started taking swimming lessons in October. I wanted to learn how to swim and I was just like, all right, finally going to do it. The world is open-ish and it's close by. And, um, and then someone's just like can we do a bmc swim class and i'm just like absolutely i'm sorry to the research on that because that (laughs) that requires way more liability than than yeah i I want but um you know really just in terms of swimming in canada is a life skill if the moms know how to swim they're going to put their kids in swimming 
their kids are going to get invited to pool parties and cottages and you guys are going to go on vacation and you don't want to it's the comfort and the confidence that's actually at the root of everything even our financial literacy it's about the the confidence to feel competent and the same thing with being around water and the same thing with setting your goals and the same thing with running your businesses all these things are rooted in are you okay? No, I need help. What do you need help with? I need help with this. And as small and minute as hair braiding and swimming is, those things will have a trickle down effect on how she feels that she can show up as a parent. 100%. I know exactly what that's like because I'm a girl mom. (laughs) So I did feel some type of ways when I couldn't get to braid my daughter's hair I was mastering it and I could only imagine if I felt like that Mm. I could only imagine how other black moms must feel you know and they might feel less than of a mother because they can't something as simple as braiding I know that sounds absolutely crazy but something as simple as braiding I started to feel sometimes away now I'm a better braider but uh, (laughs) you know it takes time takes practice and it takes somebody who's willing to show you and if BMC is looking at helping moms who want to learn how to braid how to braid. I say good job Tanya I'm all for it <laughs> now I'm gonna shift a little bit in terms of Tanya and being an entrepreneur so being an entrepreneur and a mom can sometimes seem like a daunting task yes. the idea of wearing those multiple hats can cause anxiety for a lot of women what advice do you give to mothers who want to start a business, an organization, who's trying to continue a podcast <laughs> and is feeling anxious? <laughs> Ooh, okay, so the first thing is always, why are you doing this? Because if money is your number one answer, you are doomed to fail. Mm. Um, I'm so sorry to say. Because... When people do that, they are not taking the necessary time because now they have they have a scarcity energy that they've launched that is built into the foundation of their business, which means they're always going to be hustling. They're going to take on any type of client, regardless of if it's a good fit for them or not. And it's just going to be a hamster running on a wheel and harder to grow. I need people to launch better. If you have a skill that you're good at, it is okay to have a hobby and it not be monetized. It is okay to just do a thing because you're good at doing a thing. But if you really, truly, sincerely believe that you can go to www.corporationscanada.com after you did a nuance search, N-U-A-N-S, um, And that's basically a national registry to make sure that the name of your company is not already taken up by the name of somebody else's company. Because if you were to ever trademark, you wouldn't be able to do it because they got to it first. Right. Um, So after you've done your nuance search, after you've sat down and thought about what is your product, done the research on what you should price this product at, what in if especially if it's some a product that you're making. How much is your time worth? If it takes you eight hours to make a shirt and you sell that shirt for $20, all you said is your time is only worth 20 divided by eight, Mm -hmm. less the product itself. I'm 
pretty sure that you are worth more than two dollars and some odd cents per hour whatever that math is so do the research guys you have to figure out what the market wants is your business being launched at the right time to the right people who is your audience do you know who they are do you know where they live do you know what social media platform they're on do you know what time that they're posting You have to know all of these things in order to launch a competitive business in 2022 and beyond. You cannot just say, I have a domain. uh, I uh, maybe secured the Instagram and I have a Gmail account and DM me for pricing and all sorts of other foolishness. No, you know, and oh, I have a logo. That means I have a business. No, it does not. It means you have a logo. It does not mean that you have a brand, right? I take a lot of time before I launch something. I go to GoDaddy to see if someone has the domain that I want. If someone has the domain that I want, I'm renaming the whole project, starting from scratch. Mm -hmm. Because if I can't get the domain, it means that I can't get the email address, which means I can't get the socials, which means all these things don't go together and it makes no sense. So I start from the beginning. And I'm just like, when I have an idea and I love it, and I go to GoDaddy and I see it's available, I snatch it. And I may parking lot it. I may just buy it so that no one else can buy it. I may buy it and let it go. And I've done that for things. People wanted shirts. They're like, we want a Black Kids Connection. I was like, oh, I should own Black Kids Connection. And I was just like, I'm not doing anything with Black Kids Connection. That's crazy. You know, uh, same someone's like, oh, you guys should do a Black Dad's Connection. I'm just like, but I'm not a dad, but whatever. It's our sister brand. So, or I guess our brother brand. So I should own it. Then I was just like, why do I own this? I'm just like, I'm not paying $20 a year for this. This is silly, right? But other programs like You Okay Mama. It was funny. I was on a call today and I was like, wait a minute. I have the domain, right? Wait a minute. Do I have the IG? (laughs) And then I went to Instagram and I saw that there's like an Instagram. It has no followers and it has like no logo or whatever. But it has You Okay Mama in the bio. I was just like, but I own you, okay, mama, right? So then I had to go to my GoDaddy. I was like, okay, woo, that is our IG. Woo, word. It was really <laughs> stressful, right? Yeah. Because even if I don't ever use it, what you don't ever want is market confusion. You know, right. if someone else decides that they want to do, oh, you, okay, mama, they're going to have to do you, okay, mama with underscores or dots or something else. And I'm just like, what you won't do is take something that I really believe in. And it's the question. It's it's not just about the branding. The branding will come later. I'm working on that now, right? Like we do slow. I'm a slow cooker kind of girl. Sometimes microwave cooking is fine, but you you know I'm a pot roast, roast in oven, 350 degrees for 45 minutes. The food tastes better. So it is okay to build slow, to work towards putting the pieces together. It is okay that if you don't have the money to pay, you know, a graphic designer right away. Okay, so what are your alternatives? You can, you know, go in Canva. Canva is free. Canva is the goatiest goat platforms of all time. Okay, love Canva. Create your social media assets. You can create a logo. Your presentations. I think you can create a website. Like it's all like we want you to create the things in the canvas for free. I don't even know what the paid version looks like because I don't need to. I'm just like it does everything I need for free. But I'm just like you do not. If you don't have the money to pay someone to do all these things in the beginning, 
then you can do them yourself. But make sure that you put some forethought. Why is this your color? Why is this the name of your company? Why is this your logo? You look at BMC's logo, you know what you see? A big mama Afro head and a baby mama Afro head. So at the very least, you're just like, that's an Afro mom and that's an Afro baby. This organization has something to do with black moms, black babies. <laughs> if you didn't, if I, like, you can't see it, peoples, because you can't. But if you take the BMC, the black moms connection out of our logo and just have the two heads, you would still be able to guess what our organization is about without words that's what nike has that's what mcdonald has that's what some of the biggest and best brand apple just is just an apple you know i'm just like some of the best brands don't need the words if your organization's logo and brand does not have that from when people look at it and they have to think and they have to guess and they have to click and link and bio and go to your website and go to your about page to find out who you are you have made them do so much more work than they want to do. This is not the generation for that. People are lazy. They want one click and go. They want clear. They just want clarity. They don't want to have to link in bio. They don't want to have to DM you for prices. Yeah. And there's certain times when it is important to do a proposal. I'm an event planner. I didn't have link it. I I don't have like, oh, it's just X amount of dollars to plan a conference. No, because I need to know how long is the conference? How many people? Where is it? This that the other. You can do a proposal, but that's when you move your business out of the DMs. You move it into an inbox. You put it together a proposal with a budget, blah, 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 blah. You have a conversation and intake. You have to do these things. You cannot skip your way to success. Right. You cannot social media, Instagram your way to success. It's very rare you can go viral, but are you prepared for going viral? You know, like everyone wants to go viral. I'm just like, until you go viral, you're not supplying people with the quality of the things or the communication because customer service is very lacking in a lot of people. They don't answer their DMs. They don't answer their, their emails. They don't answer their calls. But these are the people that you want buying from you. And when they're mad at you, you get mad back. No, you took their money. You are now accountable to them. You have to respond. People get mad when there's no communication. They might not be happy with the communication. Be like, I'm so sorry. There's going to be a delay of two to four weeks, blah, 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 shipping, global pandemic, whatever. They might be mad, but they're not going to drag you. When they will drag you is when you're not even replying to them and you haven't replied to their emails and you haven't replied to their DMs. Then they're going to drag you publicly on the timeline in your comments when you're trying to launch something else and brag about, oh, I just bought a new car. Oh, but you bought a new car, but you can send me my purse. You, you see how all of these things go together, but you need to have a plan for all of that. And people are just launching with no plans. So I'm just like, regardless of what you're wa launching, a for-profit company, a non-profit company, a podcast, I'm just like, there's so much work. There's so much work into things. What platform is best for podcasting? Do I need a fancy dancy microphone or is my, my headset and, and, and thing that I got with my phone three years ago good enough for now? Because yeah. you have to think about where you are when you're starting. It's not necessarily going to be where you are a year later, but yeah. that year has to include work. It has to include consistency. And I say this all has a person who is terrible at being consistent. So don't think I'm preaching from you and not like, oh, yeah, I'm perfect. Absolutely not. Right. 
you know, all of my brands, both my business and personal brands and BMC could be leap years ahead if I was more consistent with content and posting every day and making sure people knew what I was and what I was doing and, you know, social assets or whatever. But that also required a lot of time and energy for me. And, you know, hiring someone else who's going to understand BMC's brand and their voice and my needs and my wants. And do we have the money to pay this person and all these other things? Right. Otherwise, it just falls to the cracks, which is what's happened in the the past. But I'm just like, okay, well, how can we be more intentional? You know, I sat and did four hours worth of training with the people who run the Instagrams to learn about what works about Instagrams. So that way I don't have to work that much harder and post content every day. It's not about posting content every day. It's about being clear about what we're posting. We're educational. We're entertaining. Where where we want to be the premier number one resource for all things Black motherhood, it's gonna take a while for us to get there. We have to do the work. That's why social is important, and all this offline work is important. And asking for testimonials, and taking pictures, even if it's just a Zoom, be like, "Hey y'all, cohort five of things that you was launching." There's a reason, so people can see what you're doing. Those are receipts that you're building along the way. So that when I go to the bank and I'm just like, hey, y'all, fund this thing. Give me a million dollars. They're just like, all right. <laughs> you know. They know who you are. They're like, oh, it's Tanya. Let's I mean, I wish. <laughs> you know, I still have to pitch. But because I built relationships while I'm building receipts, I'm less likely to get a no. Right. And timing so- is everything. You know, if you don't get to apply for a grant this year because you just couldn't get it together, chances are it'll the portal will reopen next year when you're ready or you use that year to stack some coins hire a grant writer so that it doesn't fall through the cracks one or the other so my final question is what is next for tanya or what is next for bmc what is the future for the nonprofit organization tell us if you can tell us (laughs) Uh, okay. So what is next for Tanya? Tanya is in a season of alignment and boundaries and clarity and focus. Sorry, I was looking at my, my wall where I wrote down my words of the year. And which means that I had to get clear about who I am, what I do, what gets me out of bed, what gets me excited and uh and focus on those things and uh make sure that they align with you know each other um and i'm really excited for me i have great mentors who are pouring into me keeping me focused they're like hey these are your three priorities for the first quarter of the year if it doesn't align with those three things don't say yes okay mentors Mm. i'm so sorry (laughs) Um, and so I'm really excited and, you know, great opportunities are coming my way. Some, you know, um, haven't worked out the way that I had hoped just yet, but doesn't, a delay is not a denial. It just means that that one particular avenue, um, I just have to pivot and, and, and work in a different direction. Um, so last month I got to finally speak at a conference that I had been pitching to for like five years, Mom 2.0 Summit. That was a really big deal for me. And next week I will be doing a TEDx Toronto talk uh, on wow. the diversification of motherhood. So all things basically BMC. 
um, and telling other audience about who we are and why we exist and why we're important and why we're a solution to a problem that they don't know about. Uh, not a lot of people know about that. That's not public knowledge. So this is for when this airs, you're allowed to share that because it will have been Yay! public knowledge. But um, yes. so that is that. So what's next for me is yesterday's price is not today's price. Mm-hmm. Um, as a result of of that work and and really just trying to um, you know live my best life. I I'm taking my son to Portugal next month. I found a crazy fair sale. Uh, it was like 600 return for the both of us. I'm like, sold. Yes. On it. Yeah. You know, because financial freedom to me looks like being able to book a flight and take off when I want to. That's really important to me and giving him those memories. And just working towards, you know, gaining the trust of going back outside. Hopefully the time of when I'm speaking to the time of which this airs, no major variants drop and decide to put us back into restrictions. Um, what's next for BMC? Really excited. We have, by the time of this airs, uh, we have wrapped our board recruitment and expanded our board, which is really important to us to really solidify us in a completely different way as a nonprofit organization. Uh, we are in the midst of, if we haven't already hired our very first managing director, which means that I'm finally going to be able to succession plan and extract myself from the day-to-day that is BMC. Uh, I will be its loudest ambassador. I will I will be in the media. I will write and I will do whatever I can to amplify the work that BMC is doing, but I don't have to be in the inbox and on the calls and the Zooms and all the things unless I want to be. That is so, so, so important for my own self-care, my own boundary setting, my own mental health, and for the health of the organization as well, right? I, I'm a visionary. I have great goals for it. I want a childcare center. I want a building. I want an app. Like, I want a lot of things, but it doesn't necessarily mean that it has to be me leading it. I think that's another thing that founders really have to think about, whether it's for-profit or nonprofit. Do you always have to be the CEO? And how long you have to put a time limit to it. I'm well past my expiry date. I'm like milk, you know? Oh, gosh. Um, Starting to stink. No, I'm just kidding. But I think it's really (laughs) important that you have an exit plan because your organization can only grow so much with you at the helm, the one who has carried it from inception, from incorporation, for it to get to the next level, for it to be the premier global black motherhood brand. I can't take it there. I can't. I have other things to do. I have books to write and stages to be on and vacations to take. And, um, you know, someone else is going to get paid to do the work that I've been doing for free for seven years. So both BMC and I are going to grow up a little bit in 2022 and um, to both of our benefits and it's going to be a challenge and it's going to be scary and it's going to be very bizarre. And I'm going to be very tempted to log into the inbox and check the bank account and see what we're doing and how it's being spent. But I'm going to try not to, because there's going to be a whole report at a whole board meeting that I'm going to lead. And uh, until we find a, a better chair, and then I'm just going to be that person who just hangs around. I'm just like, Hey, yo, what do you need me to do? <laughs> do you need me to do anything? What do you need from me? Okay. Bye. <laughs> Um, and see where my life takes me. You know, I, I've had amazing 
my life is sometimes an embarrassment of riches, the stages I've been on and the rooms that I've been in and the people that I get to talk to and the relationship that we've built um, is has a result of BMC. Uh, they don't ask me these things because I'm cute. They ask me because they know that there's an organization of, you know, at, at this point, you know, almost 30,000 behind me, right. propelling me, uplifting me. Um, I take being the captain of that ship very seriously and, you know, until it's time for me to hand the steering wheel thing off to another <laughs> captain, I will do my best to, to keep it afloat and to keep it moving forward until it's off to someone into someone else's hands. Well, thank you, Tanya, <laughs> for joining me on this episode. I really wanted to have this discussion with you because I think I honestly think from being a member of BMC myself, a proud honorary <laughs> member. No, I'm kidding. Uh, just being a part of it. I've learned so much. I've grown so much as a mother. Mm. And so this is me giving you your flowers, Aww. how we can say, I will say collectively, yes, BMC people. I'm, I'm using myself as the, the spokesperson for us. Collectively, we are so grateful and so thankful for what you've done for us Black women and how you have continued to be that voice for us and you've seen the needs for us and you really helped us. So I'm giving you your flowers and I am saying thank you on behalf of the members of BMC. I hope to see this even around when my daughter, if she decides to have kids, or my son, if they decide to have kids and they're... Anyways. <laughs> If my kids decide to have kids, I hope that they've got BMC there as well as their support system. So keep going. We are rooting for you. As you had said, 30,000 plus all over the globe. We are rooting for you. We want to see the success of BMC and you're doing awesome. So thank you. Thank you so, so very much. I really appreciate it. Um, keep going yourself. You know, listen, what you're doing is is not an easy thing. Um, for anyone who's listening and is hopefully you leave encouraged, slightly inspired. Um, you're like, all right, what was that nuance search that she told me to do? Like I told y'all, I'm all about the tangibles. But um, thank you so very much for in inviting me to be on the podcast today. It was a lovely time and conversation. Uh, rooting for you and your team as well. And, uh, you know, I'll be reaching out. But podcast is okay. maybe in my future. And I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. I just know I can talk. <laughs> Special thanks goes out to Tanya for being on today's episode. You can follow Black Moms Connection on Instagram at Black Moms Connection, on Twitter at Black Moms Connect, as well as Facebook at Black Moms Connection. All information pertaining on where you can follow them will be provided in the show notes. Did you enjoy today's episode or do you enjoy the podcast in general? Why not leave a comment and a review on Apple Podcasts? Don't forget to follow us on our social medias. You can find us on Facebook at Ashado Melanin, on Instagram at Ashado Melanin, and on Twitter at ASOM underscore podcast. And we will catch you on the next episode.
If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist-approved, so fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head-on. 